Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of Beyond Distribution with GTDC. Today's guest is Eric Buck, who's the Director for Global Distribution for Google. And in this conversation with Frank, they will cover the importance of partnerships and the distribution value proposition as it relates to cloud services and deliverables. It's important to note that today's episode is being released the week of our annual GTDC EMEA Vendor Summit. And if you'd like to learn more about upcoming events, please visit our website at www.gtdc.org. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Okay, well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Frank Pitagliano, and we're about to record another session of our um, GTDC podcast. And I'm delighted today to have with me uh, a longtime industry executive uh, who I've known for quite some time, uh, Eric Buck, who runs distribution for uh, Google Cloud. And um, Eric, great to have you. Welcome. Yeah, hey, thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. I hope uh, to all our listeners out there, they find some value in this discussion we're having. Yeah, well, they will. I mean, this topic is so critical, uh, you know, and so important. And there's a, obviously a number of different dimensions to it that I think a lot of people um, think about but they may not understand all of the inner workings. Uh, and, and I think you and I can probably go through some of that today and, and you know, pull some of it out. But before we get started, Eric, if you would talk a little bit about your background and some of the roles you've had prior to you know, your role here at uh, Google. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, funny enough, Frank, when I got out of college, I was supposed to go work for Merrill Lynch. And uh, boy, who knows what that would have turned into, right? But a friend of mine was at Tech Data. So, uh, I checked it out and I fell in love and uh, late 90s, not a bad time to be getting into this industry, of course, um, got to see how the channel operates firsthand. Then I went and worked at a partner. So that was pretty cool. And it, when I was at distribution, I did a lot of different things. I didn't just do one thing. Um, and then, of course, going to the vendor side, uh, I was at Brocade for a number of years. We had Ruckus, which was heavy channel led, tons of really great partner interactions. And, you know, Ruckus was really great because partners pulled the business for us. And you got to see really the strength of the channel at a challenger brand, which I always find interesting. Um, so it, it defeated that definition that we hear about fulfillment. There was clearly selling going on up and down the chain and it was it was all about how the vendor designed. Uh, and then I spent a little bit of time at, at, uh, at Hitachi and uh, then over to, uh, to Google Cloud where I'm responsible for our partners through distribution, our distributors globally, and really setting up this business because we have not historically had, you know, a broad channel with lots of partners and distributor uh, type uh, environment. So it's been certainly very interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something that, that background and that resume is uh, really impressive as it relates to what we're doing today. Right. And those, if you think about the channel, um, you know, you could argue the only role you haven't had is an end user but you really have because you're out buying PCs and you're out buying, you know, uh, equipment. But um, uh, I, I think that sets you up perfectly for, you know, what's happening now because a lot of the roles you had were sort of in what you and I would describe as sort of old school channel, you know, hardware oriented. Um, and then of course you got the DISTI background, but then, you know, as, as technology has migrated and now that we're into this digital transformation world, um, everything is about software and services and you're in cloud and you're right in the middle of it. So pretty interesting. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Frank, you could, yeah. I mean, it's like starting the, starting all over again, right? Because we, everything that we build, and that's what I always try to carry, uh, compare it to is like, if you think of an in infrastructure solution, well, now there's a cloud version of that, right? So literally everything that was done one way is now just being done another way. So it's not as complicated as some folks might, might make it sound, but it certainly is an enabler for us to do more and to do it faster with better insights. Yeah, well, the thing that the thing that does make it interesting, and this is where I think, you know, you can really, uh, you and I can have a real good discussion on this, is the interaction between the various members of the channel, right, um, mm -hmm. and the various constituents, because you know, again, both of us were around in the days when, um, you know, it was about hardware and it was about direct and selling direct and all those issues related to that and figuring all that out. And now with the evolution of, you know, cloud and cloud marketplaces, we're starting to see a lot of that again, but I would argue it's far more complicated than it used to be. And as a result, partnerships and relationships are really important. What, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there for sure. I think, you know, just out of the gate, I think it's faster. Um, I think about us working with a vendor in our prior lives and that vendor would build a line card and the hardware wouldn't change for a number of years because building it took a lot of time and effort. We see cloud being iterated on 24 seven, right? We're, we're, oh, you got a new feature? Great, let's launch it now. Forget about like launch releases. Let's just launch it immediately and just keep updating that environment because people need it. Um, and, and then you think about the solutions that come along with that. You've got ISVs popping up left and right, which makes onboarding a vendor getting their solution to market and, and nobody knows who the next one's going to be. So you can't afford to ignore a bunch of them. So I think going from this, this different environment where the line card management was very challenging and different and price changes and all that to now having single solution, oh, I've got a FinTech solution. That's all I have, you know, bringing all of that together to me is the new potential for distribution. But, but you also talk about um, relationships. And I think there's also an understanding underneath that is, uh, that is very volatile, right? Like we used to speak a certain jargon and language with channel folks and, and you could get on the same page or there'd be people that you had to educate. Funny story, worked with a friend years ago at Brocade um, and, and we were debating on programs and stuff. And I had, a, I had an opinion that, hey, look, you haven't walked in the distributor's shoes. So you probably don't understand how much a basis point matters to them, which was a true statement, but it still isn't fair for somebody who's in channel who hasn't done that to be you know, put in that position, right? And so. I think of that, even though we were all fairly aligned, we had these nuanced discussions. Now you have so many people entering from so many different angles that their understanding of channel is completely diverse or even foreign. And we have to do a better job of helping them. Here's what to expect from a channel. Otherwise they come in with these inflated expectations that if I just have a product, you're gonna go sell it for me. And there may be a lot of operational nuances, demand gen nuances and all kinds of other things that come along with that. So I think the partnership piece is really, really important. Yeah, when you think about it, you know, again, you you know, you may be a little biased because obviously you had experience working for a distributor and you know, so you have that background and you understand the value that is provided, but as it relates to your current role at Google and when you think about, you know, sort of a go-to-market strategy, how do you think about that? And how do you think about that relative to both a distributor as well as the solution provider, what what value do you see in them? What are you thinking about as you build it, and you know what what would you like to get 
you know. Yeah, you know. absolutely. I love that you asked that. So first, it is true. I can be biased. One of the challenges I also have, though, is I tend to be a little more critical or I have higher expectations because I know what can be done. Yep. And I also know that like anything, if it's not actively managed, you may not yield the results that you could otherwise. And sometimes people in my position maybe don't have that experience. They don't know how hard to push on a distributor or how to connect with them on the things they can truly do. And in fairness, sometimes the distributors, they're really good at executing, but sometimes they're just not that great at selling what they're good at. And I think that's one of the pieces here, especially in cloud, that's going to be super critical to their future success is the ability to have that value prop really defined and share it with everyone around you, whether it's a partner, a vendor, or somebody else. One of the trends I'm seeing that I think is pretty substantial is, and I think this is again, where distribution can have a huge impact. Partners aren't trying to be everything to everybody anymore. They're, they're really finding value in specialization. And I think we come to market, we like to see 100% of our services done through partners, but not every partner is going to do cloud migrations. So it's really important as a partner to figure out what's my extended network look like. And you've got communities at some of our distributors that do a fantastic job of interconnecting each other and having these conversations. So the distributors add value there. I think the distributors also can augment some of those more than they have in the past. I mean, look in the hardware days, we'd say, hey, distributor A is selling services that if you don't have them, but the vendor usually already had all those services in place. So the it was harder for the distributor. Whereas in cloud, the benches are shorter right now. The ability to offer these services through partners are shorter right now. The distributors can certainly fill a void there and help partners take the journey on services, at least from our perspective. And so I'm really excited about the services side and the multi-partnering piece as you know, a little more critical to our success as we move forward. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. Um, and, I, and I think what's happening today, and, and I think to your point earlier about this evolving every day, um, I think the distributors, well, I know the distributors, um, as they're building out these services, the, the shift is they're not services now that are necessarily attached to a box. Where, yeah. you know, in the previous world, they were all attached to a box. And so it was easier to think about it in terms of how do you build them? What do you need? How do you price them? You know, how do you go to market with them? It's a little bit different now, right? Yeah. But, but to your point, and, you know, you mentioned you had some partner experience. I did too, as a solution provider. And I, I have, I've never worked for a distributor. But what I would tell you is I learned more about the value of distribution when I became one of their customers than I actually did in 30 years as a vendor. Uh, yeah. Believe it or you, not. You know, yeah. It's funny what you just said. I, I really keyed in on Frank, because when I've been at other companies with an established practice with distribution, oftentimes my field teams enjoy the experience, but they're not begging me for more. And at Google, because we don't have distributors all over the globe yet, I swear every week I'm on a call with somebody somewhere in the world saying, Hey, I used this distributor at my last place. We don't have one. Can you sign them up? Because I can't do it without them. And I think the absence has certainly, at least at our shop, demonstrated how important they are to, to, to making things work and bring it together. So love that you were in that chair and you kind of felt that experience because you just sometimes, and again, they take it for granted as well because they spend all day executing and working really hard. I think it's really incumbent on their executive team. I, I go back to that. When it comes to cloud, the dial in on what is our value prop here and I, I think there's a few components of that. We'll get to them by the end of the call, I'm sure. But you asked that question to me a minute ago is what am I looking for? And just briefly, number one thing for me is partner management. You know, as we see cloud, 
um, you know, started in the high end. Any product that starts in the high end is always bespoke. It's custom. It's enterprise driven for people that can afford it. Sooner or later, if the repetition is available for that, if the adoption of the market's there, it starts to standardize a bit. And I think we're seeing a ton of that in cloud. And I think that'll actually speed up and we're seeing a ton of SMB and mid-market drive through the distributors and their partners. And so I think partner management is super important to us because we don't have that. And as a company, maybe historically, we've managed a lot of direct relationships, but the performance of those pales in comparison to a distributor who has the ability to bring on a complete solution. They can make operationally clean. Uh, like not everything's created equal, right? So one vendor does it this way, another vendor does it that way. The distributors mask all of that in their marketplaces and make everything seamless. And, and for us, that's going to be really important. So those tools, the partner management, and of course, there's enablement. You can't, you can't ignore this aggregation point is so critical uh, for the market. You know, when you think about, when you think about the fact that um, they say, uh, they say uh, success is where preparation or luck is where preparation meets opportunity, right? Well, the aggregation point of distribution is exactly that. They're always prepared. They're on such lean P&Ls. They have to get it right. Um, and, and that intersecting point happens because their partners are coming to them. Their vendors are coming to them. And so as a result, that opportunity is presented. And I think that story has to be really crystallized into that one minute, two minute. Here's the three or four things that we do really well. And this is why you should be partnering with us. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. I think what happens a lot though, you know, Eric, in, at least in the last couple of years, um, and of course, so right before the pandemic, uh, fall of 19, I participated in a, in a next gen event with a lot of smaller MSPs that traditionally didn't rely on distribution for, you know, hardware and hardware deals, right? Mm -hmm. And um, um, many of the North American distributors were there and we did a panel and we talked about the value and it was amazing uh, the response from a lot of the folks in the room who are again, smaller MSPs um, who were like, well, we didn't have any clue that you did that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the one piece that I think is really most significant is I think what folks have to do in the marketplace, particularly the solution provider community is to spend the time to understand and explore what is available to them um, because maybe the marketing activity um, either isn't penetrating or it's noise to them, right? And it's noise until the day you need it. Then it's not noise anymore. But I'm, I'm assuming you've seen that same thing. And of course, you know it from, you know, one, your experience and two, matching up what you're trying to get done from a go-to-market standpoint. Right. Yeah, I mean, at the risk of being parochial, I think about the BCG matrix where you finish up with the cash cow, you know, you start with your early adopters, the good old two by two. And I think a lot of times we end up in the it's defined, I execute, it's clear, you know, and, and people fall back to stereotypes and definitions. And I think in this environment, I, I get asked all the time, what is it you're seeing? Why, why do people need distribution? And you know, to me, that's where we really have to crystallize it, Frank, is we have to make that because it's the early adopter stages are a little past that. So we have to be more actively telling them why this makes sense. So the adoption will increase and we can continue to see scale. And I know the growth numbers. I was at a, an event last week that Ingram Micro held their global cloud event. And um, the AWS number that was presented to all of us uh, said they'd grown 176% year on year through Ingram Micro. 
And, uh, and of course, you know, as, as Google, we're, we're doing really great with the enterprise and we're seeing this opportunity that Ingram Micro and TD Cinex and even, even some of the other smaller, more cloud native oriented distributors bring our way globally and we're excited by it. And I think if we can really work on making sure that what I've learned from the conversations with them is crystallized and very clearly uh, spoken consistently, I mean, to the point of ad nauseum, right? That like that elevator pitch has got to be said by every distributor exec to not only us vendors, but to all of their partners so that the words continue to permeate. Yeah, you know what I see a lot, you know, Eric, and obviously, you know, in our role at GTDC, our role is to educate the marketplace on what distribution is doing. And then obviously the value uh, will, will, will then become very obvious, right? And so one of the things that we've, we've undertaken is, is a survey with a number of distributors, uh, a number of vendors, and they're with the channel folks at the vendor who obviously know what DISTI can do and know how they, how they can operate. And the non-channel folks, you know, the CFO, the marketing people, the product management people. And what we're starting to see, it's really kind of interesting. I'd be interested in your thoughts on it, is the, the channel folks, you know, folks, your teams, they know very well what the DISTI can do, and they've got a great understanding of it. The other folks kind of know and kind of give them credit for the traditional um, activities but they haven't quite been able to figure out in this world of cloud and cloud management and cloud marketplaces, what value does DISTI bring and how does it work? And, and I think it's just a matter of education because I, I, I don't, it's not obvious, right? What you mm -hmm. just went through starts to articulate that, okay? There needs to be somebody that can manage all of that, that can orchestrate all of that, right? Um, and there's a lot of complexity that's still there because it's still, you know, a multi-vendor world with, you know, pick it six to ten, you know, vendors to, to have one customer transaction. So, you know, do you are you, you seeing that? Yeah, I think there's a few things in there, Frank, that that stand out for me. First off, I've actually because because cloud is is I mean it's not new, but it is. So many people have come to it from so many different backgrounds. Even some of the channel folks, I tend to pause and say. Where are you from? Let's talk about your perspective and understanding because they may not have that understanding of distribution. And I don't like to make the assumption of that because I've found in so many cases, if I start midstream, they haven't connected with me and I've missed it. So, so I try to start literally at, at, a, at a base level, make sure we're aligned, especially a company like Google, where we have a lot of folks from varying backgrounds. And then I think to your point, you get to the back office side. And that's always been an important uh, challenging component because by the time they see it, everything's all smoothed over. It's revenue on the books. They don't understand the duck on the pond effect of, of all the work that's done to make that happen. And, and I think I like the point you made about the six to 10 uh, involved in a solution because the reality is that's how complicated it is. And in cloud with ISVs, which are, are very near and dear to, to Google, but there's so many more emerging ones, but that's six and 10 eight or eight or seven of those are going to change constantly. And so, you know, if, if you're one of these vendors who's making the migration to cloud, there's a few infrastructure companies that are doing a pretty good job or making a strong effort, but they're sticking with uh, some of the marketplaces and maybe not making those solutions available through distribution. And I think what their leadership on the, on the back office side, probably more the CFO level, probably what they're missing is they don't recognize that that solution's incomplete. And so as a result, 
their positioning is incomplete. And furthermore, positioning on a marketplace, look, there's so many partners I've met, big and small, who are like, I don't really want to go strike up a relationship on a marketplace. I buy so many different things and everything's solved for me at, at distributor A that, uh, you know, this is where I'm going to stay. So if you want to reach those markets, if you want to get your word out, you really need to stick to it. I think it's so important that, that they understand that that reach, that frequency as well. That's the other thing that people miss out on is, you know, I could have a partner manager that knows the best resellers or best service providers in the world and has fantastic relationships. And if I'm a challenger brand and they're not selling me today, they could go in there for their first meeting and they could have, they could get in front of the CEO and they could make the pitch and the CEO might go, yeah, sorry, I've got too much tied up in brand one or brand two. I can't take a risk right now. Or I don't have cycles for you. When is the next time they can ask that question? Whereas the distributors are working with that partner all day, every day. And when something happens, who's the first to know about it? The distributor. Right. And so if somebody's going to proactively position a challenger brand in front of partners that are big and capable, it's usually the distributor I found that's the best at it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting when, you know, when we really think about it um, and when we start looking at everybody's role, you know, sort of in the, in the marketplace from a go to market standpoint, we tend to spend a lot of time, at least, you know, I did for years and you did too, Bits, when your role, you know, we talk about the vendor piece, we talk about the, the, the distributor piece and you really think about it. And, and I realized that when I was in that role is solution provider at the end of the day, it's, it's those folks that are right on the firing line, you know, day in and day out. And I found it very interesting because I think they understand the value that the distributor is providing to them. And so my theory, and I want to get into one additional question with you, which is sort of all the, always the elephant in the room and that, you know, is channel conflict, right? And you and I know it very well from a lot of angles. But my theory has been that regardless of all the go-to-market strategies, whether it's through a marketplace, whether it's direct to large enterprise customers, you know, whatever, that as long as there's a solution provider in the mix, as long as, you know, Google feels like the solution provider matters and, the, and what they provide matters, as long as that matters, then the distributor will always remain important because to mm -hmm. your point, the distributor is their conduit into, into everything else. They're the folks that sort of, they look to, to manage that. So what are your thoughts there? And what, how do you see it as you develop, you know, Google's go-to-market strategy and manage the distribution piece of it? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, no, I think there's, uh, there's some really important pieces there. The channel conflict one really resonates, Frank, because there's a few different pieces. One is some of these partners as they're trying to build out that network of partners to go to they're not sure who they can trust and bring into a, an account that might, uh, you know, unseat them. And so I've noticed there's always been sensitivity around having somebody else in your account, but now it's a necessity. And I think the distributors, especially in their communities, can do a good job of making sub-communities or finding other ways to, to augment and create that trust um, to really, it's almost like give them reviews and tell them that this person, you know, only does services and they're great for it. I think there's an opportunity there to evolve that partner network, so to speak, through the distributors' communities. Um, but then I think also to your point about like how we engage um, and where we engage, you know, it, it, it first off, it, it again comes back to that value prop from the distributor telling us 
why them? And I think using specific examples in that value prop is so important. I've heard so many value props that are generalized and they just, they just disappear, right? People don't absorb them. But when you tell a story and you say, here's a specific example with some numbers that drive that attention span, then people remember it. They, they put it in their talk track and they use it later on because it's got credibility. It's backed by some source data. Um, it's been framed and has context. Um, and then I think, you know, as, as you go across and start thinking about the markets that, that, that are, need to be served. And, you know, we talk about this, but those thousands of partners that are, let's say, with a ConnectWise, for example, you know, th their services partners. Well, guess what? A lot of what's happening in the cloud is delivering tons of services revenue. So they need to find access to even the enablement for that. Um, we're not going to be the best place for that. Certainly, we have a lot of great enablement we can offer. But we have so much, sometimes people get lost trying to find what they need. Um, and so I think having somebody who can sort that for you and help you define it and fit your needs exactly. Um, and again, that's a place where at scale, it matters. You, know, you need somebody who can do that repetition and think on it more frequently than somebody who is maybe just you know able to do that today and not going to do it again tomorrow. Well, that, that's a that's too much. They're going to probably throw in the towel before they get where they need to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an excellent, that's an excellent point. And that, that really is ultimately why it matters and why the role that, that the distributors play in this space matters. So, well, good. Well, look, Eric, this has been great. You uh, obviously are in a really key role because, you know, as you think about how this, you know, market has evolved, how the industry has evolved, you're right in the middle of the biggest next evolution that we have, right? With clouds and cloud marketplaces. And, and it's good to have somebody in your role that has the level of experience you have because it's very clear from a technology standpoint, you work for a company that you know is a leader, right? By far. But what you gotta make sure you do is you gotta take those companies that have leadership from a technology standpoint and really, really smart people and couple them with people that are smart as it relates to what happens in the street, you know, yeah. on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. And, and you have that skill set. So that's great. That's good. Any oh, final thanks, thoughts? I appreciate any, that. Yeah. Any final thoughts, anything else that you yeah. want to kind of mention that we didn't cover? Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I, I, I've, I've beat the, the, the death out of this value prop piece, so I, I won't touch on that again, of course, even though I just did. Um, but, but I'd say this, you know, as, as Google, as we move forward, we have a fairly narrow partner community. We need the distributors to help us. We see we're having tremendous success. We're building some of the best solutions, you know, and we're, we're a big believer in open. So we work well with multiple solutions and ISVs. Those are core to our strategy. So we feel like a natural fit for distribution, even though we're just getting started. Um, and I think that should be exciting for the partners and the distributors because of the fact that we are so narrow, um, but we've got some of the best solutions. And by the way, we run our business on those solutions that their partners not only can be excited about what we have to offer their customers, um, but that they can also make money because the reality is we're so narrow today. So I think there's a tremendous opportunity with us. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, Eric, thank you. And for our audience, there you have it. Eric Buck, who runs distribution globally for Google. Uh, it's a big job and uh, we're happy to have you in it, Eric. Thank you. And uh, I know we'll connect again. Yeah, looking forward to it. And thanks everybody for sitting through it. I hope uh, there was some value. Please feel free to reach out. Take care, yeah, Frank. Good seeing you. Yeah, one final point. Eric, Eric will be attending our GTDC European Summit 
coming up on the 16th of June and actually participating in a panel to talk about this topic and some others. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be great. Thanks for organizing this, Frank. Take care. Okay, Eric. Thank you.